0: In this point of practicing the Brahma-viharas, as John offered yesterday, opening up the Brahma-viharas to include people in the neutral category, or people we don't know as well, that we don't yet have strong feelings for or against them. The next category is to open our hearts towards people in our lives where there is some difficulty where you feel some block or some charge, some anger, where it makes it difficult to offer them loving kindness. And so we found it beneficial to do the forgiveness practice uh, around the time that we start opening up to difficult people so that the forgiveness can be part of how we soften our hearts and actually begin to open up to offer uh, warmth and kindness to people who are currently um, in our difficult category. You'll find that with all these categories, it's easy easiest to start with the easiest version of that category before you try the hardest people in that category. So we're looking at the easy, difficult person mm-hmm. <laughs> and offering them forgiveness um, as a way of Uh, preferring the relationship to the defense, to for softening your heart, not carrying bitterness, um, trying to shield yourself towards past harms that you feel uh, currently in pain around and maybe worried about future pain, so that part of our heart defensively clenches. And rather than just trying to send them kindness, sometimes it's helpful to look at Uh, Is there some level of forgiveness that would be helpful to ask for or to offer in certain people in our lives so that we actually can uh, offer them authentic uh, metta, uh, warmth and kindness? So as we head into this category of practicing forgiveness, um, there are some helpful, wise reflections um, one image that worked for me is I, I really love dogs, but one time I lived next to this dog that after five years of living next to it, it just as freshly on the fifth year wanted to kill me as the first day I moved into the house. I could never win it over. And I had an understanding of this, dog, dogs are just not like that uh, by their nature, and um, So I knew this dog must have been abused as a young dog. And it just was not, there was no context where it would have been safe for this dog to be let off the leash. So as we forgive people, it doesn't mean that we open the door and welcome them back to our lives. Some people do need to actually have a boundary because of how they behave. But I no longer have to hold the resentment. And I can offer a type of empathetic understanding that there's a lot of pain here. And I may not understand the the source of it but just because I forgive somebody doesn't mean that uh, I let them back into my lives, or I have some wisdom and discernment over how much I let somebody back into my life. As you do the forgiveness reflection it's like putting mindfulness into the realm of where there isn't forgiveness, where there is shame or where there is resentment. And you begin to tease out what's in this charge, and why is it difficult to soften and forgive? So there's a whole discovery, it's a whole journey, the uh, the deepening of forgiveness. Um, and why don't we forgive? Why are we not ready to forgive? So as you go into forgiveness, it's a learning process. It's not just something you have the courage to or you don't in a kind of a binary system. There's ranges. And it's like, I can forgive you this far up till now, but not more than that. So treat it as a discovery process, not as a, I'm going to make myself do this, or I'm blocked. Learn about the block. Learn about why your heart has the habit. And if you still need it, you won't will be able to force the heart open. It's never good to force the heart open. But by warm, steady invitation, you may discover that you don't need the uh, act of embitterment or the holding of resentment to keep yourself safe. There's a member of my family who um, polishes his resentments and keeps them fresh at the ready of people that he resented now 45 years ago, just in case he were to stumble across them, he would have the resentment right there ready to save him in case they mistreated him again. I keep looking, like, isn't that fatiguing? And so every now and then I ask, have you ever forgiven so and so? Absolutely not. And you can go right into the pristine detail of what everything was. Like, wow, that's so fresh in your mind. You must be in the back of your mind polishing this, that it's that cleared you. And I know this family member and it it makes sense to me why they don't let people deeper into that because then they don't have any defense. So if it wasn't for the resentment, then then some they would let somebody and they wouldn't know how to have healthy boundaries. So they have this resentment boundary. but it's toxic. And so if you it hurts us to hold resentments. And so what this is the practice of forgiveness is not about letting somebody else walk back into your life. It's that you hold the boundary in a different way if you still need a boundary. That you don't hold it with the toxicity of remembering the hurt, preparing for the hurt, preparing the lecture that you need to give so you feel there's justice. All that time, your heart is scalding itself well after the event. And many people move on. And we hold the resentments uh, for a long time. And all that time, we're actually hurting ourselves with the inability to forgive. So we practice forgiveness mostly for our own heart's well-being and then if we need to understand, okay I've forgiven but I still need a boundary, I still need some way of keeping this person from hurting me, you can negotiate that with, a, with another tactic, not just by holding the heart in a, in a bitterness um, to keep it safe. So it's an invitation here uh, while you're on retreat to practice letting the heart let go of its defenses, take some armor off, to breathe some wisdom, compassion, understanding. If your heart doesn't want to open on something, it's never good to force it. Uh, I had a friend that my heart would not forgive for seven years, and I was like, really? I'm usually better at this. I don't understand why you want to keep resenting, but you really do. It's almost like my heart's a roommate I that's in a bad mood. I'm like, I, I've done what I can. You really are bitter. And then the heart just turned around and started forgiving. And I was like, what change? And it's just long enough. So I don't know why my heart needs it. So you don't force it. There's a timing to forgiving. But also don't glance too quickly away. It's a painful process to look into why... There's resentment or harm or shame from a past action. But that pain, if you explore it, it, layers of it can be untangled. And then the heart's in a better place having done that. So if you go too quickly because it's unpleasant, that's not the only indicator that you shouldn't go there. But if you start to feel overwhelmed or it feels forced or if I let go of this resentment, I would be too vulnerable to somebody else's mistreatment of me. And I don't yet know how to have a a healthy boundary, so for now, either I understand it or I don't, but my heart really does not want to forgive. I'll just take note of that, and I'll keep saying gentle guidance. When you're ready, let's forgive, because uh, it's a painful place to be when you're holding resentments. I also found it really helpful to separate accountability from forgiveness that sometimes I feel like if I forgive, then there's no learning and someone will get away with a bad deed. And the only way I can hold them accountable is until we argue this out, I'm, I'm going to be pissed at you and I'm going to bad vibe you, that this are the consequence of what you did. So then I take the accountability out and I forgive And I come back and I say, do I have healthy boundaries? Yes, and it's like, "Now, what about accountability? Is it still important to me? And I might say, yes, there's still something we have to talk about. I have empathy for what happened. I don't hold you in resentment, but there still is a pattern of what happened and we need to talk about it. So I feel safe or um, I think it's important for emotional integrity that we don't just sweep this under the rug. So I uncouple accountability from forgiveness. I'm able to forgive people and then reflect on what do we need to account upon, account for. But I don't need to hold the score of accountability in the bitterness of resentment. Not sure if that was too fast, kind of going through that material, something you might discover for yourself. But uh, to forgive is not to allow someone to be held unaccountable. And sometimes going through forgiveness allows a shift in the relationship where you can then ask for accountability, but not from a bitterness or a blaming place. So there's a few things about uh, forgiveness, not forcing it. Um, It doesn't let somebody off the hook if you forgive them. It may actually open a mode where you could talk about it and they'd be able to hear it because they could hear that you weren't blaming them with bitterness, but you actually wanted accountability. And then there are some people where they're just not conscious yet, and they harm you, and you don't need to let them back in. That dog, I love that dog, and it should always be on a leash because it's not healing, and it shouldn't cause harm, this dog that I used to live next to. So some people are not welcome back into intimate places in my life because they're not conscious enough and they they cause harm because they're not conscious enough and i want to be able to go towards them and then back off uh, more by choice than just letting somebody have bad behavior in areas that are tender for me so hopefully that gives some compass headings and some understandings of how we of how we would go into forgiveness and what some of the guidelines are, um, how to hold it with wisdom. With that said, allow your body to be in a posture where it's at ease. It's hard to forgive if the body is in pain. So if there is pain that you could alleviate, you probably would have. (laughs) But uh, it's not a time for a stoic posture. It's a time to be kind to your body And if pain comes up, you'll find you probably need to shift so that uh, your heart can stay open and not also have to deal with body pain. And take a few deep breaths and allow your attention to settle in. Be aware of your breath inside your body or that you have a body. And I want you to scan through your life and see if you can come up with the easy, difficult person. And what that category is, is a friend where there is a momentary block or a momentary charge. It's not too hard to remember their good side. But there is something that happened that Hurt your feelings, seemed offensive, seemed unconscious, or maybe it's something that you said and you're having a hard time forgiving yourself. So we'll start there, actually. If you can think into a friendship where you said something, did something, you can tell they took offense, and maybe you've been shy to come to them. See if you could ask forgiveness. Let's see what comes up uh, for you as a being you care about and someone you could offer, or you could ask forgiveness of. Offer them a chance to give you forgiveness. Maybe it's somebody where you already did apologize, but you're recognizing there's another layer that you become aware of. That would be healing if there was another round of accountability, forgiveness, apology. Tuning into that friend <clears throat> and the pain of having the block, the pain of having something that hasn't healed yet. Hold them in your heart's mind, an image of them, remembering their goodness and your goodness. And see if you can repeat some version of this forgiveness phrase. For any harm I may have caused knowingly or unknowingly through my thoughts, my words, or my actions, I ask your forgiveness. for any harm I may have caused knowingly or unknowingly through my thoughts, my words, my actions, I ask your forgiveness. And you can always just simple that, simplify that down to, I ask for your forgiveness. If you remember a specific incident, you might remember that you got triggered, you got reactive, you didn't see the whole picture, you weren't in a sensitive place, held somebody unkindly in your thoughts, in your words or in your actions, then became aware that that caused harm or pain. This first round gives you some insight into how it was that you might have said something unskillful or harmful, you might have done something. To hold yourself in low esteem or in shame, it's really not the best way to heal a relationship. It's actually a humble, noble self, noble being that can recognize mistakes and want to repair a relationship where you might have caused harm. For any harm that I may have caused knowingly or unknowingly through my thoughts, my words, or my actions, I ask your forgiveness. Give that a few more breaths. And now scanning through your own life, You're holding some charge where you feel someone has been harmful to you or people you love. Your heart is angry, judgmental, oppositional. It's good for the heart to learn the lesson so you might not pick your most triggering politician. But you might have a community member, a friend or a family member it has a habit of doing something that feels unconscious, when there's a moment of stress, or something was said that was very painful, or something was done. Sometimes what's painful is actually not active harm as much as it felt neglectful. It felt uncaring. You didn't show up in their realm of of care and concern or they actually said something unconsciously harmful, or maybe they said something, did something in a moment where they were angry, and they said something intended to harm or hurt. You can find somebody that you You know you love, but the heart is defended right now. The heart's angry, holding a resentment. See if you can breathe in and out and soften that strategy for safety. Breathe in and out and begin to dissipate the clench, the shielding. And see if you can begin offering them forgiveness The words you might repeat to help stabilize your heart in forgiving might be for any harm you may have caused me, knowingly or unknowingly, through your thoughts, words, and actions. I offer forgiveness. And maybe you add, as best I am able, at this moment. See what the simple version does. I offer you forgiveness. And then see if your heart does want to relax and forgive. If it doesn't, you say, as best I am able, at this moment. I open my heart back up to you. I offer you forgiveness. Either your heart easily forgives or with mindfulness you begin to understand the defenses of the heart, the fact that the heart has its own timing, why the heart wouldn't forgive. So in that gentle invitation, Either the heart lets go because the timing is right, or you begin to learn the defense of your heart, why it's holding on and maybe why it's not ready. Now I'd like to to experiment with something bold. and that's just for a moment to forgive everyone, everything. I had a friend who was a punk rocker and he made a song where that was his chant, using his wisdom understanding human nature. I forgive everyone, everything. I forgive everyone, everything. Let your heart work with that, relax into that. Maybe temporarily know that to be true. There are moments when I can forgive everyone These are practices you can return to if they feel right. Part of the deepening of our understanding is it leads to compassion. We see how difficult it is to be awake. Often we are acting unconsciously in old patterns without knowing the full picture. So any other time that it feels good to practice forgiving others, asking for forgiveness, you're welcome to practice it. I'd like to turn us to the third category. And this is, I think something James shared early on And that's forgiving ourselves for some of the ways we harm ourselves. We really have been trying our best, and this is what our best has looked like. But even within that, we forget ourselves. We neglect ourselves. We hold unappreciative views of ourselves. We easily judge ourselves. Not only that, but often We are perpetuating internally a painful self-relationship. So in this moment, you can rock back and forth and you are the one asking for forgiveness. And you are the one offering forgiveness I recognize the ways I have fallen short, the ways I have talked to myself cruelly, impatiently, judgmentally. And I ask myself for forgiveness. And I see the ways that I was tired, short, grumpy, distracted. And I offer myself forgiveness. I allow myself to be human, to be in the process of waking up. So I ask myself, my body, my heart and mind for forgiveness. I offer my body, heart, and mind forgiveness. Words you might use to support this reflection would be, for any harm I may have caused myself, knowingly or unknowingly, through my thoughts, words, and actions, I ask for and offer forgiveness. You might combine this with your breathing and your sense of embodiment. And if the timing is right, it might be a source of your joy and contentment that you can breathe in and out, asking for and offering forgiveness to yourself, giving yourself empathy and understanding for what it's like to be on your journey. Let's see if the breath also can support you to be steady and come back to practicing forgiveness. And with the ringing of the bell, you're invited to continue sitting. You're invited to continue walking. You might see if keeping this heart tone or heart flavor of forgiveness comes with you while you walk. And if it does, you can encourage it. And if you gently glide back into just being aware of your body with mindfulness and a kind patient attention that's also great practice